Hello, and welcome back, Boneheads. This is Rich, and I'm joined once again by Ben. Hey, everybody. On today's episode, episode 22, we are going to be talking Bonehead Basics, Wood Elves, Wood Elf Inducements, covered in the Spike magazine, and the usual games, hobby, and star players. Hey everybody, before we move on to news this episode, just wanted to do two quick shout outs. Firstly, please have a look at our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the Bonehead Podcast. We're running um, a series of Blood Bowl 7's games at the moment called 7 Super Series, where I'm trying out some things on YouTube to get to sort of just video some some 7's games. Um, hopefully, going to move on and actually have a series with some kind of league on there. But um, have a look, um, one's going up every Sunday. Um, so that's Sunday 7 Super Series. And secondly, it's just a shout out to Kellen from um, Entoyment, who's been doing some great videos on YouTube as well from other games uh, like Tanks. Um, it was lovely to meet him and just wanted to say hello. Okay, so over to news. Rich, what's going on this week? We've got a couple of Kickstarters going on. Um, one of them, the first one, is called Golden Wings by a company called Generic Miniatures. Now, they are doing something that's a little bit different to everything else we've seen. They're offering a team, but they're not going to provide you with the team. They're going to provide you with the files in order for you to be able to print your own team. So it's they're basically selling the digital files? They're selling the digital files, the STL files. That is so very cool. It's for a high-elf team. It's five pound for like a an, an 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 uneditable team. Literally, just plug it in and print, and away you go. Or you can spend around fourteen, fifteen quid, and they'll send you one which you can then tinker and play around with. However, the sculpts are actually quite nice, <laughs> considering they're doing this for sort of just the the um, the sale of the files as opposed to sort of the actual miniatures themselves. Yeah. But they're doing blitzers, catchers, throwers, linemen, and every single one of them is a different sculpt. So that is the Golden Wings by Generic Miniatures on Kickstarter. So five quid the STL files, fifteen euros, like you say, in ZBrush, so that you can muck about with them. Yeah, so you can you do as you like, so you can you can tinker with them, and make your own. This is quite cool though. Five euros, they get a printing service. Yes, it's it's. I'm I'm liking this sort of off the wall thought because if you do have a 3D printer or have access to one. This could actually be a very cheap way of getting teams. If, yeah, if you if you've got one or you know somebody, otherwise they're charging forty seven dollars plus shipping for the print. Yes. Which is not bad. No, that's not bad at all. Not bad at all. Although there isn't evidence really, is it? There's only the the the, the shot from afar of the actual miniature, so you can't really see what the quality is like too much. And yeah, you won't know how well. It's being printed out by Impact Miniatures, is that right? No, Generic Miniatures. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry, no, the, by Impact Miniatures. Yeah, yes. the printing. Sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, they know what they're doing, which is very cool. I don't know why they wouldn't get them to just cast them. Uh, that's what my thought was. I mean, I love the idea of selling STL files for cheap, because actually this takes away so much of the overhead. So the sculptors put in their time. They do. That's a lot of time, and but, you know, when you do any kind of creative endeavour, your time is basically free. Yeah. Most of the time, I only think about it. So the the Kickstarter is cool. So these are supposed to be high elves, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, supposed to be high elves. Um, I think in total there's about I think there are sixteen players there 
yeah. for Riley. They're, two blitzes, two throws, two catches, and the rest they, of the They are cool models, you're right. Uh, they are quite distinctive. They look kind of they look kind of like Marvel bad guys. They do. Um, <laughs> they do look a bit just, like Just with the guys. angles and stuff like that. They're cool models. And yeah, if you can get one of those for, let's say, let's say 50 quid with postage and printing. It's not bad. That is really quite good it's for 16 players. And um, at the moment, they're about 60, 62% of the way through their target. Um, that is the downside, is because the Kickstarter is cheap because they're selling the STL files, they've got a target of £458, and they're at 287 at the moment because... They've had 40 backers, but of course those 40 backers are only putting in 5 to £10 each. Yeah, so it just doesn't add up quite yeah, enough. But they've got three weeks to go, so this episode's going to come out on Saturday, so that's um, that's definitely worth having a look at. Yeah, it's, it's def- it, yeah. If you, particularly if you've got the access to it, to a, to a 3D printer, or if you do have one yourself, it's, it's a great little idea. Absolutely great little idea. Okay, so the next one is pretty cool. The next one is is really good. So I mentioned this in the last episode, mm-hmm. the Chaos Halflings. Now these are the Nurgle themed Chaos Halflings. Now don't think that this is just your normal halfling team with the Chaos theme to it. This is specifically for the Fumble Secret Stunty team. So this one is Chaos Halfling Fantasy Football Team, Food for the Food God <laughs> by Apocalypse Miniatures. Yeah, so they've got a couple of three options on this one. So their 14 player team comes with all of the little guys basically. Um, 11 linemen, uh, two carvers, and one head carver. Yep. Um, and that will cost you £45 plus shipping. It doesn't say what shipping is at the moment, but imagine what £5-£10 usually is, isn't it? You then have a 19 player team, which is exactly the same as, as the £45, but you get the access to five mutant players to be able to use. And then you've got the 21-player team option. Now, there are two options for this. One yeah. is metal, one is resin. That's £65 plus shipping. So you get all of the above, plus the two Chaos Spawn slash Beasts, the, the the two big guys that you have options to in the actual team. Now, the the metal is £65. The resin, they're actually doing for £70 plus shipping. So it's costing a little bit more. And I believe it's only the 21 players that gives you the resin option also. It is really quite cool. Um, apart from the, the the dabbing halfling, which does upset me quite greatly. Oh, I didn't even notice he was doing that. Yeah, it's literally the first one I noticed. Um, I'm disappointed also because they're not corn. Um, Nurgle, kind of, they're soft and pudgy. It yeah. makes sense for halflings. Yeah, I agree. I'm not sure corn would be all that um, happy with halflings. No, but the beasts are wonderful things. So, the... The chainsaw guys are amazing. Yeah, they're good. They're the, um, the carvers. carvers. Yeah, two of those are great. The head carvers quite cool, quite big. Um, the beasts are—they look kind of like the the dogs from the, the Ghostbuster movie. They do, like the the statue got the statue yeah. dogs, but with weird, gribbly chaos bits on. So at the moment, they are doing three, uh, two free balls and three. Um, three markers, so re-roll, score, cool, that's that type cool. of thing for, yeah. for all full team backers. But they're going to do a load of stretch goals add-ons, so star players. Um, they want to do up to seven. They've um, promised four, depending on how far they get up on the pledges. Um, they are at 65% at the moment, a yeah. target of two grand. So it's only a small target compared to what we have seen, but it really is niche. Like, 
But the, the digital sculpts are really well done, though. This they is the thing. Done. They're absolutely fine, and you can use it as a normal halfling team without the big guys. And apparently, according to Games Workshop, that's how you do it anymore. Uh, postage is four pounds to the UK, nine pounds fifty to Europe, ten pounds fifty for Northern America. Mind you, I suppose you could still use it with the two big guys in place of the treatment. Yeah, it's not. That's the cool thing about some of the stunty teams is you can swap in players however you like. Um, no, I mean it's very very cool. The only thing missing is a size comparison. Now, I know yeah. they're halflings, but they look they look quite big. They um, do look quite big. And it would just be really useful to see against... I mean, come on, they're classic Wolverine, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's there, he's waiting, it's all he needs from you. It's all he needs. So yeah, if you like Chaos and you like halflings, you have um, you have a cool Kickstarter to check out there. That's 12 days to go, so that's August 13th, which is a week on Tuesday, I think. Uh, from where we're recording now so this episode will go out on the Saturday and you'll actually have over a week to check this one out you will indeed which is cool which is very cool so there's a third one but it's not a kickstarter okay so we were messaged by um, a gentleman from a company called War World Gaming who are doing a goblin team called the Gut Rot Greenskins now these guys are actually releasing it tomorrow Oh, that's cool. So this will be live when we. Uh... This will actually be live, live. It's like as fresh as it can get, as far as we're concerned. Um, they are doing a full team of goblins, not the trolls, for thirty-five pounds. However, if you order it by Monday the fifth of August, so you've only got two or three days, they're going to throw in a free troll for the team. The trolls cool. Uh, so those little goblins are really classic. They look very much like forty k grots. One, two, yeah, three, four, do. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. How many do they say we're gonna, they're going to be putting in a team, or they're not sure yet? It's twelve goblins. So twelve goblins for thirty-five pounds. Yeah. Let's say forty for postage. Yep. So it is quite expensive, but they are very cool goblins. So if you were after a goblin team that was a bit that just had that classic vibe, that's definitely definitely worth looking at. And, and a free seen, troll is very cool. Yeah, and we've seen more expensive goblin teams. So. In it, they've actually styled six of the the players. Two of them as blockers, two of them as blitzers, and two of them as catchers. Now, that looks like they're trying to use it as something else as well. Well, I can't work out what. Halflings. They've only got... Blitzers, blockers, and catchers. So the blockers are the hefties. Yeah. Catchers are the catchers. Mm, Yeah, I don't know then. I mean... But you could use them as... You could use them as anything, really, can't you? Yeah, I mean, they look great. They look mean. They look like a load of fun. And they're designed by a former heavy metal painter and multiple Golden Digman winner. That's very cool, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's... I like the fact that they're branching out and showing what other bits and pieces they can do, but um, it was uh, Martin who actually contacted us initially. Um, I had a bit of a chat to him, and it looks like um, they're, they're trying to, to make a go of this properly. They've actually done bits and pieces before via um, uh, another name which is uh, WWS but they do like scenery and things like that so they're now starting to do actual miniatures and they've started to go fantasy football the thing I really love and you'll see this when you look at the Kickstarter page is that they've got fully painted examples and they are very well painted they are very well which makes sense given it's been designed by an every metal painter yeah plus it's in front of the box already Kind of, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it, they're showing you what the box is going to look like. Yeah, I and don't think I've ever seen a box from a Kickstarter. No. Apart from, you know, the one that the one it arrives in. No. <laughs> Lovely. Any more Kickstarters and things? No. Okay, fantastic. I just want to take this moment to say that Windsor Chog Miniatures 
So the ones who do the cool, like the cool oh, troll, the cool ogre, things like that. Birch. Yeah, the bonehead uh, discount of ten percent is still live. I ordered my Windsor chalk miniatures this week. Hey. I got I ordered birch and the ogre because nice. um, I want to have a look at them because they look really cool. And yeah, got ten percent off by entering code bonehead. So nice. that's windsorchalkminiatures.com. Check them out on Facebook. The, the guy who who does that does some absolutely brilliant, brilliant sculpts. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for news for the moment. Okay, so over to games, hobby, and nonsense. Have you been playing any Blood Bowl? I've been playing a little bit of Blood Bowl. I played a game against James last week. That was my Orcs. So is this your minor league team, or is this in the major league? This was majors. It wasn't my Orcs. How bad is my memory? It was not Orcs at all. It was my Nurgle team. Oh, yes, Nurgle. How did you get on? I lost 2-0 against the Goblins. Against Goblins. But I couldn't get them off the field at all. Could not get them off the field. It wouldn't. It didn't matter what I did. It just It just did not work, unfortunately. Um, James played very well with them. Um, almost took out another one of his trolls with his um, Hail Mary bomber. Oh, yeah, he's got the Hail Mary bomber, hasn't he? He has. Half the, blub- half the, the, uh, the Goblin teams in our league have got Hail Mary bombers. Yeah, it's insane. Absolutely insane. So, yeah, that's. Um, I think that's the only... Real time game I played in the last couple of weeks. No. Played a little bit on Blood Bowl two. Um, usual sort of teams, and I've been trying to get a couple of games in, but I haven't had much luck to be honest. Um, I've had I've been I've had a very busy couple of weeks with real life and work, so um, I've got games planned in with Rick coming up soon. So on Friday I've got a couple of sevens games, but I have decided on my sevens roster for the Sewer Bowl. Fabulous. Coming up, so I will be taking Chaos Renegades. Yay, good. I'm glad. I'm definitely doing that. Including a Minotaur and an Ogre. Which is just either going to be wonderfully horrific for everybody else, or it's going to ruin me. <laughs> so, when we played at Bonehead Bowl, I was running a new player through some Blood Bowl 7s, and I, one of the teams we ran was Chaos. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a good, a good chance to see how some of the teams played out. And two warriors and a mino was awesome in sevens the right. minotaur the just absolutely tore through people um, so I think that a minotaur will do really really good work and the ogre as well are you taking the goblin? I'm taking the goblin I'm taking the ogre I'm taking the mino I'm taking the elf yeah perfect and then four liner yeah no that sounds like a really solid team so yeah I, my, I'm quietly confident that it all depends on the dice at the end of the day really doesn't it so this is for Sewer Bowl 7's our second tournament which is on Saturday the 10th of August at Toyment in Pool Ooh. it's five rounds Blood Bowl 7's uh, very limited skill selection because it's Blood Bowl 7's and kind of should be Agreed. so you are running Chaos Renegades wow. and Chaos Renegades are tier 2 they are so you get the team captain who gets leader or a normal skill yep and then you've got up to two other skills, one of which may be a double. I am taking. I am going to take the leader. Yeah. Because I want that reroll option. I think it's important. I am going to take two heads on the goblin. So he's dodging everyone on a two plus. Everyone on a two plus. That's awesome. Which is great. And I am torn at the moment. Absolutely torn about what to do for the second one because that can be a double. Now it's either going to be break tackle on the ogre. So do the chaos renegade mm. goblin get mutations on normal? They do. Oh, fantastic. Everyone, everyone but the big guys get mutations on normal. I think oh, that's very cool. That's very interesting. So you've got one regular skill left to take. Yep. Uh, Mino comes with Mighty Blow. Yep, already comes with that. As does the Ogre. Yep. I mean, maybe sure hands on the Elf, but that is quite boring. No, I don't think it's necessary. Two plus to pick up, and you do have one leader reroll. Yep. Um, 
Is one of your humans going to be the captain? Yes. Yeah, cool, like that. Yeah, so, so one of the humans... Oh, maybe, I did suggest break tackle. You did, so... On the Minotaur. If you're, if you're not... If the there's blitz. no other skills, then yeah, because you're going to want to be blitzing with him. He's got Frenzy and Horns. Him being able to bounce out of a tackle zone and then run and basically... So what's the Minotaur's movement? Five. Five. Five, so... You've got a pitch that's 11 squares wide. You slam him right in the middle. He can blitz... Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, without yeah. a go for it. So you've... And then you're, you're dodging away on a 2+. plus. Yeah, Dodge away a 2+. plus. Get that blitz in. Two blitzes with huge strength. Mm. Um, I think... I think... Yeah, I'm really sold on the Minotaur in, in seventh. Yeah, I think he's... Yeah, he's going to be quite an animal. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, so break tackle is probably going to be the option. But I reckon it could do quite well. I think it will. I think it will. I have played a load of sevens recently, which you can all see on our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash the bonehead podcast. Um, I've been doing the seven super series, which is just loads of Blood Bowl sevens games on YouTube. It's um, it's, it's been taken on board quite well by the community as well. People seem oh, to really awesome. enjoy it. Yeah, I've had some great feedback. People are enjoying it. There's not, There's basically no coverage for sevens. And it's just given me a chance to, to practice. You're going to be filming week on Tuesday? Yes. I can't wait for that. No. Next Tuesday? Next Tuesday. Fantastic. Which would be cool. I think we should do some actual um, sewer bowl rules. Oh, so, 100%. I'll bring the Renegades. Bring the Renegades. I will choose a team to play. And um, we'll have a game using the proper rules. Sounds and good. I'll get that out next Wednesday, straight after. Get it out straight. And then we've got sewer bowl sevens on the Saturday. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, which is cool. Milton and Ben have played a couple of games uh, uh, on club night last night using some builds to give themselves an idea of what the best way to do is. It's quite interesting to see some of the builds that are out there for, for Sevens. It's a much smaller play box. So we were spoiled rotten with the Bonehead um, with the bonehead Bowl mixed team <laughs> roster with the skills and everything. Yeah. There was so much and it was just absolutely glorious. Sevens is way more way more refined but so far, both those guys are going hellbent with no rerolls. They're cashing in their leader both. for another regular school. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Uh, but um, yeah, so it's cool to see them have a bit of practice. And then um, I'm really looking forward to sevens. Hopefully, we have a good turnout. And you know, five games is quite sounds quite a lot, but they got their game, their first game, test game done in an hour and a quarter, and they were mucking about with the rules and checking things oh, and, and practicing. So I'm actually quite confident that we ought to get some good games in. That'd be amazing. Yeah, oh, really good. Um, so, hobby-wise, what have you been up to? I am finishing off the Renegades. Brilliant. My sevens. So, all of them are part done, but I'm, I've am i really got it in my head that I'm going to make sure that everything's ready to go. So, I'm finishing these guys off at the moment. Um, I... Da, 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 da. What else did I do? Oh, I've been um, helping Randall. Oh, cool. Was this with the Beastman? With the Beastman. So, we are now on wash stage. So, he's done all his um, dry brushing. That's wicked. Um, so we're going to go with a a heavy Agrax. Oh, well, I'm a get fan. a nice brown one. And then we're actually going to go over it with some Biltan green to give it almost like a little mossy look. look. So, it, so. so this is um, this is your son's team for Secret Carnage Secret in Wrexham. Yeah, end of August. Yep. So that's the 31st. And he's gone with a Beastman Fumble team, which he's decided to paint as living statues and he's written fluff yeah I know I saw that that's really cool And because I said to him he said look write some fluff about it and he's like what's fluff and I went <laughs> no just, just write a story and he went, I don't know where to start and I went well you wanted your coach to be a wizard yes and now he's got statues that he uses to play Blood Bowl with yes how why 
And he went away and we spoke about five or six different options. And he went to bed. And he came out the next morning and after breakfast got a pad out and just started writing. That's so cool. I was like, what are you doing? And he went, oh, I'm writing. I've had an idea. And the idea he had <laughs> had absolutely nothing to do with the conversation we had the night before. Oh, he's So he came up with all these and he's woken up in the morning going, that's my story. And then wrote it out. Wrote it all out. And it is great. I might put it up on the on the Facebook page. You should. Like definitely that. should. Um, but it was wonderful to watch him do in the Chronicles got... of Randall Part 2. <laughs> I like it. Uh, little Willie the Pop Pop Bear. I could make a whole book out of him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll put that up in the next couple of days. But it was just be cool. so much fun to do. And it's great seeing the buy-in that he's got on this. So you've got a busy August then with um, Sewer Bowl and then off to Wrexham at the end. Yeah, it's going to be busy. Awesome. And then the rundown to Tombstone Tournament in... October. I am really excited for that. It would be quite nice to have that little tiny break in the middle. Yeah, um, we were just speaking about this. <laughs> yeah. So a Bonehead Bowl was the end of July, well the end of June, end of June. and then um, Sewer Bowl is the beginning of August. It's only a six week window. Yeah, it sounds like a lot because it's June and August, yeah, but it, but it really is. Uh, it's a very, very tight time schedule. However, we've, uh, we've basically got all the dates for our tournaments confirmed for next year. We have, that's already done. So we can, we'll pop that out when, when it gets a bit closer to the time. Yeah. And actually we've got a good few months in between each, so there's yeah. plenty of time to get everything prepped and make sure that everything's good to go. Um, and Enough yeah. time to get people excited for the next one. Well, that's it, that's it. I mean, we've got some great prize support for Sewer Bowl. Um, mm. And it should give us a good couple of months to build up the same, if not better, prize support for Tombstone. That would be brilliant. Which would be cool. And talking of Sewer Bowl, again, I've uh, started some pitches today. So I didn't get a chance to finish the Bonehead one um, no, because no. I ended up getting, uh, well, massively overdoing the admin side of the tournament, which, you know, is absolutely fine. and It was good fun. But um, went down to B&Q today, got some MDF cut for the, uh, for the sevens pitches, and they're really tiny. It's odd, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't realise. I mean, the mat that we got from Maelstrom is a decent size, but you got all this, the, the side pieces and like that. I'm not going to bother with those and just have the actual pictures themselves. And it's something tiny, like 17 by 23 inches or something. Oh, wow. That it's really cool. It's really cool. Oh, I like that. So I picked up some, basically some 2 by, I don't know, some 40 centimetre by 80 centimetre pieces of MDF and had 3 yeah. inches cut off the end. And that's plenty. So I've got all the tiles ready. They're all dried and everything. So I'm just designing them now. And Rick's going to come around tomorrow and help me paint some up. Amazing. Make them like sewers. And that'll be that'll be good fun. It gives me something additional to do. I'm off next week, literally, to prep for the tournament and build things. Oh, wow. Although I did realise that because I'm off, I now no longer have uh, the opportunity to use the work printer, which is a bit sad. But that's oh. okay. But, you know, obviously I didn't use the work printer anyway. No. No, no, no. Not at all. <laughs> But it's always there just in case. It's always nice to have the, the backup, isn't it? No, it's cool. So, yeah, we've got that coming up and then a little bit of open space. I mean, I've built all my wood elves now. So, I, my Milton joined me because you were playing away at work. Uh, was... And we did the unboxing video, which is also on our YouTube, for the wood elf spike, the wood elf pitch, the wood elf team and the wood elf dice. And built a couple of the players there and then, which was quite cool. Probably won't do that again. Or we'll either time lapse it or something to speed it up. But thought it, I thought, given the horrific time that people had had with the other elf teams mm. it would be useful to be like look this you can build these and even though they've got separate faces they were really fine to build oh that's good then um i got a much better with super glue than milton did with this plastic glue oh really yeah but i know that plastic glue lasts longer and actually cements them in place yes. it's polystyrene cement but i don't know i found it much, i got mine done much quicker and had no problems and i ended up having to top 
up the one he built with superglue because it oh. just was just a bit flaccid. That's interesting. Very disappointing. Um, but no, built all the wood elves. I will not have a chance to paint them prior to Super Bowl Sevens, but my halfling team is done. Oh, brilliant. So I'm happy with that anyway. They do look good. Oh, it's cool. They're a fun little team. Um, but that is everything for now for me. And for me. Lovely job. Let's go on to our first topic. So our first topic for the episode is going to be Bonehead Basics Wood Elves. So last month, two months ago, Games Workshop released the Halflings. They did. Which was classified as Blood Bowl on hard mode. <laughs> Wood Elves are literally Blood Bowl on easy mode. Yeah, they, they've gone polar opposites, haven't they? Oh yeah, which is interesting. Um, the thing that ties them together are the tree men that uh, are not even remotely <laughs> released. Which <laughs> not is, even teased. Quite, well, that's it. They've got some cool art. For some of the tree men in the book and things, and they've created a new tree man, which we'll come to in the second part of the episode, which has got a slightly different take yeah. on it, which is very cool, um, and is why I've bought that Windsor Chog birch model. Oh, so I think okay. it will really yeah. suit him, um, and I've already got the big tree ant for Deep Root. So it's quite cool, it's quite cool. Um, but yes, wood elves are, are just the complete opposite, they are the epitome of elf BS. Like, you see it, Dark Elves can pull it off, Butte, um, Pro Elves, again, are normally the ones you think of when you think of going, you know, coast to coast and yep. just going silly with throwing and things like that. But the thing is with Wood Elves is they're just, they're just great. Yeah. I know you're not a massive fan of Elves. No, they're too... Flouncy. Yeah, um, and I do genuinely think that Wood Elves are overpowered. Only because of the war dancer, though. So we'll talk through the positionals and we'll talk through some tactics. Um, I've never played them on tabletop because I've never had models for them that I liked until this team's come out. I really like them. They're the the catcher's stupid, straight off the bat. The one who's dancing. Oh yeah. And is held together to the base by wishes. But it really is wishes. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. Um. And I'm not sure about the masks. We've said this. When we, we did when, they, when we had the preview. Uh, they're not quite so bad in person. Yeah. I'm hoping I can paint them up so that they don't look that bad. I saw someone who did some blending. Red to yellow, That's I think it was. Idea. And that, that broke it up nicely where it didn't just look like a bit of a, a mess on a face. It actually looked like it was a purpose to it. There's been a lot of posts on the Blood Bowl community saying, can anyone show me these guys painted without the yellow paint scheme that everyone else has got. Oh, the pyjamas. Yeah, basically, the leotards. I think it can be done. I intend to do it. Good. Um, what colour? I don't know. don't have a clue. Blue. Um, go blue. I'm going to try not to paint it green, because green is literally what I go to for everything. Uh, Use my tactic. Red, white and blue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you and your French teams. <laughs> it's very Eurocentric of you. It is very Eurocentric. So, um, let's start with the least interesting player, the lineman. So 0-16 linemen, 60k, movement 7, strength 3, edge 4, armor 7, no skills. Normal, general agility, classic elf, and mm-hmm. double strength and, and passing. So, you know what, you could take a team of 11 linemen and still win hard. Yeah. Um, that's the great thing about elves. So these guys are the same as uh, pro elves, mm-hmm. and they're a little bit faster than dark elves, but a little more fragile for the armor, yes. so dark elves and hearts. Yeah, you're trading the movement to the armor. So... You can't go wrong with these line with these linemen. They are 
horrendous for what you get as a lineman. They're edge for Skaven linemen. Yeah. With agility access. So the thing is, when you level one of them up, you, you have so much freedom. So I've played and I've, I've put in a load of reps on BB2 with, with Good Elves now. Hmm. Um, getting prepped for this episode and just because I'm like, oh, the team is really cool. I never thought I'd want to play these. Let's go have some have some fun. Now, I've played against them a lot of times on BB2 as well. And I know you oh, have as well. God, just which awful. is brilliant. But, um, yeah, the linemen, you get so much freedom. Like, do you take a thrower? I don't know. We'll come to the thrower in a minute because actually, apart from some of the access, you know, you don't get pass access with these guys, but actually... You don't tend to throw that much. And if you do with the Wood Elves, you've got Adj 4 anyway. The skill you want is sure hands. Yeah, this is exactly what I was yeah. about to say. It's and not part. No, so for 70k, for 90k, you get a lineman with sure hands, and they're going to score some touchdowns anyway. Mm. We'll come to throwers now. So 0-2, 90k, 7347, and they come with pass. And, the, as you said, uh, the passing skill. Yeah, and they get passing access. So you can do some cool stuff with them. Um so the, one of the great things about Pro Elves is you level up your thrower with Hail Mary and then you get your catchers because they have nerves of steel and diving catch. And you yeah. run them down the pitch and you just hurl the ball up, Brett Favre style, and <laughs> someone will come down with it, which is really, really cool. Aaron Rodgers is well, he's, he's taken that. Well, he learned from him, didn't he? He did, yeah. He's, he... <laughs> Actually, I think you're right. He might be slightly better at Hail Mary passes. Um, unfortunately, Green Bay seems to like to sell everyone that can catch the ball. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and, so and Clay Matthews uh, so I'm going to be watching the Rams with interest next season so talking of throwing you've got pass on the thrower which is cool but you don't massively want to be passing so I've built my Wood Elf team and I didn't bother taking a thrower I just didn't bother no you don't need to it's, it's, you don't need that extra that 20k no, not for pass not really no. sure hands yes sure hands is huge but anyway that's the first level up for all of them so your linemen you can develop into whatever you like you can mm-hmm. make blitzers you can give them dodge you can give them leap if you want because you don't have enough leap mm-hmm. already with the world answers um, you can take that thrower and you can give them nerves that's about it yep I mean I might be missing a trick here because you do have catchers so it looks on paper like you want to be running a catching game but I mean, they've got huge movement, but I've not had a great amount of success with passing. You do have a leader. Yeah, but the re-rolls are only 50k. I mean, I know when you start a team, you can only grab the two, but if that lead, if that thrower gets a skill up, I'm taking short hands all day long yeah. instead of leader. Because you don't really... Re-rolls are useful for leap, but, you know... Now, this comes back to the halfling build, doesn't it? With the hefties. Yeah. Actually, allowing that access for tournaments could be great. Because actually, you know, you take a skill up, you save yourself 50k, you, take, you go down to one re-roll and you just use leader on the thrower. Yeah. And that means you can afford almost another player. Yeah. Instead, or an apothecary. Um, so, throwers, I mean, they're, they're great linemen, they've got pass. But I would much rather they had short hands. Yeah, I agree. It, yeah. It's the wrong completely the wrong skill to start off but if you do want to start off by throwing now we always look at it from starting at a million in a league setting don't we yes we throw in some bits about tournament set play but because the builds are so varied you can do so much stuff that actually it depends on the tournament format agreed but when you're starting at a million for a league you don't start throwing with what else you can do but if you want to be throwing with elves, pro elves are significantly better. Yeah, yeah, you're playing the wrong team. That's what you want to be doing. Kind of, yeah. Um, catchers. So there are naught to four catchers. They're ninety thousand eight two four seven. Catch, dodge, and sprint. So they're pseudo, 
gutter runners. Yeah. Now, I love gutter runners. But <laughs> but the problem is with the catchers is they're just not as good as the war dancers. They're not. And they're but sorry. that sprint is rather helpful. Well, yeah, but uh, gutter runners just come with movement nine. Yeah. And your war dancers are also eight. So, yeah, they're slightly faster, but they do have strength two, which the biggest downside of wood elves is they've got armor seven. Mm-hmm. So they've only got two guys with block and they have armor seven. So if you are playing against wood elves, try like heck to take out the war dancer. Any war dancers, you just take them out. But you should just naturally accrue damage against their linemen anyway. Yes. Because they're armor seven. Purely by attrition. Catchers, then, you know, if they want to do the passing game, they're going to put a catcher out there. It's strength two. You've got a, you've got a two die blitz with anybody. Like, I can't imagine you'd want four of them, though. Definitely not. Maybe now, two. I haven't got to the point where I'm 1800 TV and I've got every player. Mm-hmm. That's just not how either of my water, either of my wood elves teams have gone. Well, I say either. I made three because I did try the throwing <laughs> one, but it, I don't know. I didn't get on with it. But yeah. I, and I was just like, these just guys. And if I, I want to be throwing, I want to be throwing with pro elves because your catchers are just significantly better mm. than these guys. However, these catchers are the first things you buy, generally speaking, mm-hmm. depending on how many of your linemen die. You take a couple of catches, and you know what? You end up with four players that are movement eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've strapped that bat. And with dodge. Okay, two of them are strength three, which is amazing, and two of them are strength two, so that's not bad. But you end up, I mean, you're looking at gutter runners that are just not quite as fast, but they're still brilliant. Move eight, edge ball catch dodge sprint is still a fantastic player i don't know any team that would turn that you know would turn these away if they said right we're going to add uh, catches to your right. roster they're going to be move eight strength to add four catch dodge sprint i mean how much a human catches 60 70 60 70 so 70 no. 60 they're move eight they're moving eight strength two they're strength two edge three yeah so armor seven yes and they've got dodge and catch. Dodge and catch. So this guy gets sprint and edge four for an extra 30k. Yeah, I'll take that. That is absolutely amazing. All right. And that just goes to show the power of this next player type, which is without shadow of a doubt the top player in all of Blood Bowl. It's horrible. Positional. War dancers. Nord 2, 120,000, movement 8, strength 3, edge 4, armor 7, block, dodge, and leap. They've got general and agility, so they don't have strength access except on double. Yeah, but that's not so. That is their only downside. So these guys are just awesome. They are great. They are the best players. They are very expensive, but they're worth it. Movement 8 makes them absolute massive scoring threats. Um, Strength 3 with Bludge means they can take on almost anybody straight off the bat. You know, Mm -hmm. you've got your catchers to throw in the assists or to take away tackle zones. You've got another war dancer who's running them up. So you've got you've got the option. You can run them in packs or you can run them individually, Mm. and they will do brilliantly. Your average line guy, your normal line guy, is movement seven, Mm -hmm. edge four. So he can dodge away. He can cover all the pitch and take away tackle zones. So you're always getting a one or two die block with the war dancer. Mm -hmm. War dancers come with blodge. They are going to score touchdowns. They are going to get the SBP. They're not going to get a huge amount of casualties because they're not that kind of piece to begin with. Mm-hmm. You don't injure a lot of people with ward answers. You injure some because you are they are your blitzers. So you they do. Are, they are your support, aren't they? Yeah. The guys running everywhere and, and sawing your crap out for you. They are everything on the team. So you start off and you're basically running eight or nine linemen, two ward answers, a couple of rerolls, 
you might have a thrower depending on your your, your attack but um, the war dancers do everything and yeah. when they die the linemen step up and they can still follow it out and you know what I think every game I've played I end up with six to eight players on the pitch because I've just lost some linemen mm-hmm. alright and that happens and it doesn't matter you chuck those three linemen on the line that's where they belong and then um, you know a lineman goes back gets the ball gets it to the war dancer one way or the other and I know that's the point of the thrower and you should buy one as soon as you can because actually having pass is useful I wouldn't take it over a lineman with short hands because that's what you get no, because you've got yeah. movement 7 and the war dancer's movement 8 That you know from a set play point of view you pick up the ball and 7 squares is going to get you close enough to make that pass anyway yeah so yeah right the pass reroll is quite useful but I don't know just never need it there's always a handoff um, yeah, that's it. Why would you end up mm, doubling up the chance of it going wrong? Yeah, but and then the war dancers go do things. So from a skill development point of view, linemen can do anything they want you to, you, you want them to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, dodge not a terrible idea. Block not a terrible idea. Sure hands amazing idea. Throwers exactly the same. Catchers are quite interesting. So you've got the choice of chucking block on them, but my view, and I know a lot of people think this way, is if they're going to be your ball carrier. Um, you don't want them to be punched, so having block won't matter. No, that's how you want them out of there. What about sidestep? Yeah, I mean sidestep's not terrible, um, but the thing is, when you when you get your first skill up, they've got sprint, so you want sure feet. Oh yeah, which makes them pseudo speed eleven, uh, pseudo you know with with the three go throughs. Um, so yeah, realistically, linemen you level up with whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Catchers you go sure feet, and then you've got a load of choices: diving catch. You know, if you want to go for the pass heavy route, throwers, sure hands all day long, and then you've got Hail Mary, you've got Accurate, uh, Leader if you want it. War Dancers. War Dancers are really interesting. You only do you do only have two. And they start off being your premier scorers. But it depends on the meta of your league. Okay, so strip ball is a cracking one to have at the beginning. Yep. Alright, they're they're blodging. So they're, they're standing up, they're getting that block, they're getting that one die block, and that means that only on a skull does that go wrong. Otherwise, that ball is coming out one way or the other. Unless they've got short hands. Unless they've got short hands, which is why I love short hands as a skill. Um, so they can take that. You would never take wrestle on a war dancer. I mean, you can yeah, if you the like. they get down, they're just going to get stamped. That's it. It's the thing is with war dancers, is even if you're playing a very gentlemanly game of Blood Bowl, with some, you know, and you're not doing the fouling just because that's not the kind of environment you're in, War dancers break that. Yeah. Okay. War dancers. They're like gutter runners. Yeah, exactly. You bring in a gun to a knife fight, mm-hmm. and that means you deserve to be pounded into the ground. Agreed. Yeah. But they can do great things. Leap is amazing. Stat ups are amazing for war dancers. So I've got an edge five one, because cool. yeah, I just I just have a knack for rolling edge five, um, and it's just horrifically amazing. Because I'm like, run in there, two plus leap in, and block you with my one die, and I've got strip balls, so that ball comes out, and then the other one comes along, and he hands it off to the catcher, and the catcher goes and scores. And that's 5-1, and that's 3-1. <laughs> and, and that's the thing with what else is, it, when I say it's on easy mode, it is actually, you always have opportunities to do stuff. With humans, with orcs, you've got the grind. Mm. You're like, right, I'm two, te- I'm two turns away, I'm in the amber zone, so... Actually, I can't score this time. I can put myself in a position where I can do that. I've got my running game. Wood Elves is just like, bop, 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 oh, scored. Better rack them up again. Um, and, you know, it's they're awesome. So beating Wood Elves is a section I would love to do as a, as a side. Because, Flip the table. Well, yeah. 
Maybe. That's not a bad shout. How to combat... How to beat dwarves, how to beat wood elves. Personally, I think we should do a couple of YouTube videos on those. Yes, Um, I like that idea. Yeah. Um, Anybody out there listening, if you think that's a good idea, then drop us a message. If you have any tips or tricks for playing against those two teams, which are, to be fair, the most hated teams in Blood Bowl, only because they're so jolly consistent. Amazons. Yeah. Yeah, and Amazons. I think they're probably the top three, like, ugh, you're playing wood elves. Ugh, you're playing dwarves. Ugh, you're playing Amazons. Um, Ironically, dwarves counter Amazons. Really well. Yeah, which is amazing. And the last player you can have on the Wood Elf team is a Tree Man. It is. 120k, move 2, strength 6, edge 1, armor 10, loner, mighty blow, stand firm, strong arm, take root, thick skull, throw teammate. No timber on this guy. No. So uh, apparently elves are just not in for lifting. Um, Whereas halflings are absolutely up for it. Um, So... Your basic builds. The way I've seen it done, and I've tried two of these builds, is you have the classic build, which is eight or nine linemen, one of them maybe a thrower, and your two wall dancers and two rerolls. Okay, that's what I've built twice, and you develop that through. You suffer casualties, you replace them, you buy a catcher, you buy catchers, and you just expand to the point where you've got two wall dancers, a thrower, two catchers, and linemen. Mm-hmm. and that team bloats real quick um, but, it, but it gives you so much options and it just gets better and better and it snowballs mm-hmm. and it's it's really quite fun it is like playing a game on easy mode like I don't know like Pokemon or something like that where you build your team up actually you're just grinding through these battles and it's just it's very satisfying because you're like and level up this guy and level up this guy so I've built two teams like that one of them had the Edge 5 strip ball board answer which was amazing and just deleted everything um i also had a short season with a throw heavy one so i took the thrower i took catches instead of my war dancers mm-hmm. so i was like let's give this a go and see how it plays out um there's just no point because you want your cat like okay catchers have got catch and they've got sprint which is cool so they're slightly faster but you just want them to have that extra strength like with gutters, you, they are cheap enough. Your team's cheap enough to have four. So you're like, I'm just going to chuck loads of gutters in there. If I lose a gutter, I've still got three. That's amazing. Like, it's fine. Um, if you're running a two-catcher build with a thrower, it's not fine. If one of them dies, and one of them will die because they're strength two. So the great thing and about... Also, yeah, exactly. The great thing about gutters is you can run three gutters up in a pack, and you've got two gutters shielding the third one, and they're all running around at move nine. Like, it's amazing. They are literally like a swarm of TIE fighters from Star Wars. And you can't do it with Wood Elves with a catcher build. So the throw no. option is there, but it is just it's just not as good. If you want to throw, go Pro Elves. Yeah. Your passing game and your catching game are the stuff you achieve at 12, 50, 1300, 1400 TV. Okay. Um, and then you mile, you hoon it up to 1800, and then you're playing a real pro team. But your Wood Elves are your Huckleberries. So... I absolutely recommend the two ward answer build. Yeah. And everywhere on the internet says the same thing. Yeah, you'd be foolish to ignore it, wouldn't you? But there is the tree man build as well. So the one downside of elves is you're chucking a bunch of armor seven strength three guys with no skills on the line. Mm-hmm. You know what? I do that with Skaven and my linemen die a ton. Yep. These guys dodge away, so you can step back. But if, if you wanted to go a different route, you could chuck a tree man and instead of a ward answer, I've not tried it, um, and just fight back a little bit. Until you can afford that second ward answer. Or you pick up a tree man and just chuck in the hurt. Because actually, you lose a numerical advantage um, through playing these guys. 
you might be able to even out a bit with Tree Man. Just, yeah, to be able to slap all. I've been running some Tree Man in sevens, and um, move two is fine. Like, move two is fine. If you've got the guts to go for it on the blitz, yeah. um, you'll see that on seven super series when I played my halflings against Dark Elves against Milton. Two Treemen, they're just running around, punching stuff. It's great fun, and it can be done. So, you know, while the rest of your team move three and a half times faster than the tree man the tree man are still able to be mobile that's good the tree man the, the single individual the tree, tree man. man yeah and finally re-rolls of 50k that's dirty it is but there's no way you could fit them in otherwise no and no, you just can't afford to take very many re-rolls so it doesn't overly matter um, the only thing you could do is maybe drop a war dancer and run the three re-roll one war dancer build but again there's it's just not as good um, so yeah what else they are very very good horribly good horribly so they are that kid in school that was good at everything oh, and didn't even try yeah yeah but they can't grow beards so there's always that ha <laughs> um, I don't really have anything to add on what else I mean it's it, they are a good team they are and very good if you're up for competitive blood bowl then they're a great set piece to run. For league play, they are they are only really interesting in a way that they win better. So a lot of other Blood Bowl teams throughout your league, they gain a bit of character. You've got multiple builds. Mm-hmm. Wood Elves are quite limited within that regard. Like, oh, sweet, I've got a great throw. All that does is make my entire team better. Yeah. On a human team, you know what? Oh, I've got this Edge 4 thrower. He's now got that, and I'm going to give him accurate or strong arm or something on my next level up and it's going to be cool and I'm going to have this throwing offence which is really individual mm. with Wood Elves it's going to be a case of oh which four skills have your war dancers got <laughs> uh, and I guarantee that there's going to be four out of five that you're just going to take and that's the, yeah. that's the really strange thing is you get to your second or third war dancer level up and it's kind of like unless it's a stat it's a bit like oh yeah I suppose I'll give him tackle <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so I end up with with, with what? Yeah, strip ball is is good, but only in the beginning of a league. Tackle is definitely not bad. I did build one with a frenzy build, and it takes some. You've got to be real clever because otherwise you can screw up and end up making two die up blocks. But you're still doing it with block, um, and it's fine. It was a bit a bit gross. Um, I do like frenzy war dancers but you've got to have support otherwise yeah. it's just a bit of a terrible idea because you know you're going to leap in there yeah and that's the thing is having leap and those skills just always gives you that chance you're always looking at every situation you're like yeah no ball's there it's going to score next turn uh oh which is the best way to risk everything and go and punch it out and it can be fun in that regard but i prefer to do that with gutter runners because they shouldn't they're kind of like honorary stunty yeah. Um, but yeah, that is the Wood Elf team, and in a second we'll talk through the Spike magazine and some of the inducements that you can take for them. Awesome. But it will mostly be mercenary linemen. Or <laughs> <laughs> <Worse> every time. <laughs> okay, so the next segment for today is going to be looking at the Spike, specifically around inducements for Wood Elves, so their new star players and things, but also just the magazine itself. If you want to have a look at it, I've got a mediumly well-filmed video on YouTube of uh, box opening. I didn't get the camera angles quite like quite right, so there's a bit of shine on the pages. But Ooh. we've learned from that. So if we do another, uh, um, no, not boxing. if. When we'll do another. Yeah, and I'll be there. 
that would be that would be very useful. If, if I'm not in Tamworth. Yeah, it didn't sound like you were having a lot of fun. Well, you did get some painting done. I did get some painting done. Mm. I did get some hobby done. Which is good. So, we have got here the Spike magazine. Spike number six. Quality's just the same as ever. They are great magazines. They are really well done. You've got the shiny bits on the front, which is great. There's a load of backstory and things in here about the Athlon Avengers, about Wood Elves, what the players are. There is a tactics section, which isn't bad. They do have Treeman in the they lineup. Have tactics. Yeah, I thought you just played elves and it worked for you. Yeah, just don't roll ones and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was one page. Uh, <laughs> the other page was don't roll skulls. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll go straight in for their... So we've done the roster, their star players. So there's a few on there that we recognise and there's a few that are new. So Eldril Sidewinder, Jordel Freshbreeze, Morgan Thorg, Willow Rosebark and the Swift Twins are all kicking around at the moment anyway. Yep, they're still going. Plus, so, we've already spoken about Zote. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Eldril Sidewinder, Dark Elf, Elf Union, High Elf, Wood Elf, everybody. Um, catch, Dodge, Hypno Gaze, Loner, Nerves of Steel, Pass Block, Series 200, Movement 8, Strength 3, Edge 4, Armor 7. So, he is a catcher with yeah. Hypnotic Gaze for excellent fluff reasons. I think he won Chaos Cup or something and got a mutation, and the Chaos Gods granted him this ability to, to mesmerise oh, people. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's quite cool. Uh, An elf you probably like. But he is... Well, they have the model for him. Eldred is, is classic. Mm. Um, it's beautifully... It's just great model. Um, as a player, 200k is quite a lot. So the difficulty with Wood Elves is you, your players bloat, your team does well, um, you will suffer the elf downside, where if you lose a key piece early on you will never grow your team until you start bouncing back however because wood elves you can pull out wins from anything like you will just net that cash so that yeah. you can actually replace the guy so i've lost one war dance so far and i have literally never lost a game had a couple oh, of draws wow. but they're like two two draws where actually it would have gone one or the other but i just haven't lost with what else that's good yeah that's good they're, they're great they're great even on my little passing as well okay i didn't do great with the passing team I don't know if I lost, but for playing the standard Wood Elf build, I haven't. So I've never really been in a position to use anything inducement-wise um, other than a mercenary lineman with kick. Oh, I like that one. Which is a fantastic choice for Wood Elves, because yeah. you place the kick right up front. Pick it up and away you go. <laughs> smash through, you know, they, they cage up close by. You hopefully take a corner out, or you just leap in. I was about to say that. Yeah, just no, leap in. What well, you've done yeah. to me several times, yeah. you leap in. Leap is amazing. Leap wrestle is amazing. That's the only downside of war dancers is you don't ever want, you don't ever want to give them wrestle. Um, so you you don't often get a chance to use Eldral. So these special players, these star players, are really there, I think, for tawny builds or if you're bringing a new wood elf team to an old league. Yep. Um, so Eldral, Hypno Gaze, you chuck him on the corner of a a cage and you use his Hypno Gaze to take away that tackle zone yep. and then you don't have to leap in. Or it can just take out that assist. Not a bad choice. 200k oh, is fine, and you end up with another catcher, but he's actually strength 3. So he doesn't have block, but he does have dodge. And he's got catch, and he's got nerves of steel. He's um, probably quite a good value player. Yeah, so he's dodging and catching with re-rolls, so it takes away the mm. loner. So actually, if you're going to use him as a spare catcher at strength 3, he will still perform that role, and that's 100k anyway. So he's yeah. not he's not a bad choice. Jordel Freshbreeze is Wood Elves in Elf Union. He's yep. 260,000, 8357. This guy's a beast. Um, he has got block, dive and catch, dodge, leap, loner, and sidestep. So 
he has got so he's a blodger with leap on a on edge five now i've already said this is amazing now where he's got loner you roll that one on leap you can't just then burn off a reroll and get away with it mm. so it is slightly more risky but you know like we just said page one of the wood elf playbook is don't roll ones mm. um and this guy is going to be able to blodge in there on a two plus anywhere um if he gets it fantastic if he doesn't get it they knock him he will just sidestep around because he's blodge so you're only taking him out on natural pals he'll sidestep around stay on that ball carrier um and for some random reason if you need him to dive and catch he's got that as well yeah so Dwarfs he's a, are his bane though uh yeah yeah well it's also everybody's bane <laughs> but you know it was you can still just leap in there on a two plus yeah it's and one die block okay fine having that block differential is not great but it's still the equivalent of running a 5 or a 6 on a d6. and It's worth yeah. a punt. I do think that a standard war dancer with strip ball... Mm-hmm. So my strip ball edge 5 guy is probably better. He's cheaper than Jordel, but if you don't have that, then Jordel is, is a fantastic aid to the team. So if you're a war dancer down, it's your second, third game, you're 1100 TV or something, you're playing against 1300 TV, chuck Jordel in there, he will do everything that war dancer could do and, and better. Yep. Okay. So really big fan of him. Morgan Thorg, we've spoken about him a billion times. Well, I've got to tell you. What's that? BB2. Yeah. I now have a movement six, strength six ogre. Oh, dude, that's insane. I am halfway to building my Morgan Thorpe. That is Sorry, cool. completely off topic. Edge three will be the key for you. It will. It could be incredible, couldn't it? Yeah. Morg, four, thirty, six, six, three, ten. Block, loner, mighty blow, fixed skull, throw teammate. You're not throwing anybody on wood elves, but if you're in a bad state, 430k to put that bit of meat everywhere on the pitch and just murder stuff. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? I'd yeah. see him around. Uh, the Morg and wood elf lineman build, I think, would do very well. Oh man, I do think it would do very well. I'd probably rather do it with Dark Elves for that extra armor. Okay, yeah. Uh, but move seven is huge. It is massive for your lineman. So Willow, Rosebark, Amazons, Halfling, Wood Elf, 150k, five move, four strength, three edge, armor eight, Dauntless, Loner, Sidestep, Thick Skull. So Willow is the most medium of all star players ever. But I think she could fill in quite nicely with the Wood Elves. Strength 4, having, armor 8, she's not going anywhere. Having strength 4 is great. And 150k is, you know, it is achievable. You have mm. that option of, I don't really, there's not really any other star players I massively want to take. You could chuck Willow on there and, yeah, you're right. Strength 4, armor 8, it's there. Dauntless can be useful if you're up against uh, ogres, trolls, you know, um, renegades. You know, you've got some guys, so you can do that pop. However, loner without block. Um, it's worrying isn't it yeah that's the thing for me with Willow is that you've got Dauntless without block and it's just a bit like if you, if you, if you want to be blocking against stronger players you want to have the block advantage hmm. you don't really want to go and take on somebody bigger than you without block because you're going to fail Dauntless and you're going to be two die upping with no skills and you know if you're picking a fight on someone bigger than you they've probably got Mighty Blow so armour yeah, 8 then becomes armour 7 and it's not great anyway Right, so then we come to the new ones. Oh, actually, Swift Winds. The Swift Winds, yeah, down the bottom. Okay, so Swift Winds, 390. So there's, there's two of them that come for this choice. The first one, Lucian, is 7348. Block, loner, mighty blow, and tackle. That's an awesome little build. That is great. That is great. I wish you could just take him. Or her. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, a block, Lucian, mighty blow, tackle, is a fantastic safety 
for, uh-huh. for elves. Yeah. Valen, accurate loner, nerves of steel, pass, safe throw, and sure hands, and 7357. Seven. So you've got Adj 5, nerves of steel, accurate, safe throw, passer, and he's got sure hands. So that guy picks up the ball on a 2 plus with a reroll. He will then pass it with Adj 5, ignoring all tackle zones on him, and he's got accurate. So, the question there is, if you're at that sort of level, is it a Morgan Thorpe, or is it the Swift Twins? Swift Twins, all day long. Yeah. You've got one safety, and the best thrower in the game, mm. Lucian Swift, is, uh, Valen Swift is if amazing. I'm remembering, right, if my memory serves me correctly, Yeah. if one of them goes off injured, the other one loses loner. Isn't uh, that right in the rules? Oh, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to check that one. Um, but yeah, Swift Twins, very cool. Mm. Great little concept. And then we have the new ones. So the first one is Glorial Summerbloom, which looks to be a wood elf of some kind, or a dryad perhaps. I think it's a wood elf. As in like the traditional dryad. So let's have a look at the star player segment throughout the game and throughout the magazine and see if there is a section on Glorial Sunbloom. Um, here we go. So, Glorial Sunbloom, the flower spirit. There we go. There you go, she's a spirit. Yeah, I thought so. I must admit, my first flick through it just says Wood Elf. Of course, that's the team, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I didn't really think about the fact that she's got horns. That's quite interesting. So, 160k, uh, move 7, strength 2, edge 4, armor 7. So, slighter than the other players mm-hmm. but you know and a bit slower which makes a little bit of sense if she's not actually an elf elf but we are looking at accurate dodge loner pass sidestep sure hands so 160k pass sure hands accurate got dodge you got sidestep which is good to not be punched with minus one strength yeah, but I think if you're in a pickle, Gloriel is a great enabler for the rest of your team to succeed. So say you're a ward yeah. answer down and it's your second, third game, you know, you're playing mm-hmm. twelve through a thirteen hundred team. Sure hands is gonna help you grab that ball. We've already said that the Wood Elf team does not have sure hands as standard. So actually, although you're doing it on a two plus all day long, having that re roll is gonna stop you from yeah. screwing up. You've got pass and accurate with edge four. So you are in that place, 2+, plus, 2+, plus, 3+, plus, 4+, plus. Mm. and a reroll. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? It's huge, and 160 is pretty cheap for that. So yes, strength 2, but this is your classic your classic tiny quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's your scrambler, isn't it? Well, well no, it's just, this is your pocket passer. Strength 2, they stand there and throw that ball all day long. This is like yeah. Eli Manning now. <laughs> you know, he's, well, he may have been strength three or one day he's now strength two um, but he can still pass brilliantly mm. still enables that team 160k if you are in a bad position and this is the point with Will Elves is you never get to be in that position but if you're struggling that will help you in the way that Soren Hightower does for the High Elves yeah yeah I see that I'd love to see that in a tawny build oh I think that'd be great but again you're not passing with these guys. But you can. If you wanted to. Having said that, if you had that in a tawny build, yeah. have them, a couple of catches, one of them would dive and catch. 
you, you kind of you've I got to you put yourself you, you give yourself that long range threat yes but I just don't know if that would be better than because you'd have to drop your ward answers to do it and you are just better off mm. having ward answers and playing the standard wood elf game yeah true so swift vine glimmer shard um, is 130k movement 7 strength 2 again Ash 3 armor 6 this one is is a forest spiked it's a stunty I know it's so cool to see a stunty um, star player on a non-stunty team it's Ooh. really really cool so disturbing presence fend loader sidestep stab and stunty her artwork is terrifying uh, yeah uh, looks like a kelpie from Harry Potter um, Ooh, I like that. so I don't even know where to start disturbing presence is great fun Oh uh, yeah, it's it, it very rarely. Well, no, I think I found appearance. Oh no, disturbing presence is great. Disturbing presence Sorry, is significantly better. Yeah, agreed. It affects a huge amount of space on a pitch, and it's just cool to see that skill used on a non-chaos player. So mm. you know, it's weird. They're a spiked. I mean, we've got it also on the Zote, um, and I love that they're using that. So yeah. Another a forest spite. Um, it is very cool. So I'm a bit surprised it she they don't have dodge. Um, I mean they're stunty, so they're ignoring mm. tackle zones as well. But they've got wings in the in the picture. At least shadowing. Shadowing would have been good. Yeah, I, I get sidestep. I get yeah. sidestep. So the idea is that <laughs> you've got sidestep and stunty, um, which is cool and all, which means you can you know dodge about the place you don't have dodge you've got fend which is okay but really stab is counterintuitive at that point you don't have dodge to make the most of stunty you don't have dodge to protect you from being murdered yeah um and kind of if you've got stab you want to have dodge or block to protect you yeah. and your strength too so i think uh, it could be great fun to run but it's expect them long, to die uh, yeah expect, expect expect swift line to die quite sharpish yeah, this next one interests me. Yeah, this is this is cool. I like this. So Maple Highgrove is a tree man. 300k, 35110. So Deep Root, the quintessential wood elf, uh, quintessential tree man who can't play for wood elves, is two, movement two, strength mm. six. So that means that if this guy, Maple, falls over, he can just get back up again. Instead of having to roll. And actually, you know what? Um, Deep Root is move three anyway, isn't he? He is move three. Yeah. Well, never mind. But it means that the normal, compared to a normal tree man, he doesn't have take root. He does not have take root. But what he does have is grab, loner, mighty blow, stand firm, tentacles, and thick skull. I have always been of the opinion that tree men should have tentacles for the roots. Tree men should just have. Um, Mutations. Oh man, a chaos tree man team would be would be interesting. Chaos dryad team, you know, like a infected woodland. God, that's cool, right? That's incredible. Shame you're not getting a chance to build your um, dark elves using Sylvaneth. Is that is that what the plan was? Yeah. Yeah. I still might be doing that. I think you should. Yeah, it's quite a cool team. I think I worked out the assassin as well. Um. As in, you don't need one? No, I'm definitely doing it. <laughs> that seems like a terrible idea. Yeah, I think that's half the reason why. I want it to be something special. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, Maple Hargrove, strength five, move three, with grab. I like that. 
tentacles stand firm so it's not going anywhere if he can position other people so if you do run the two tree man wood elf build which could be quite interesting um he can feed a guy to the other tree man mighty blow is going to do a great job as well um, it's not cheap though no 300 is a, is a huge investment that's more expensive than ripper uh yeah yeah i mean you're in the deep root probably better for you than a uh, halfling chef but at that yeah. point, you know what? Jordel will probably have more of an impact on the game than Maple. Yeah, with 100k left over. Uh, Eldrill, that is. But Jordel would have 40k left oh, over. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, you've they got... sound the same to me. You've got multiple options there that are probably better for you than Maple Highgrove. However, uh, I will give a bonehead prize to anyone who goes to a, t- uh, goes to a tournament and runs the two-tree-man wood elf build. Yes. Yeah, get it certified, and I will send you a bonehead podcast mug. Because hey, I, I think that is cool. I like him. And then we have Zolkath the Zote. So it's cool to see Zote's back. 280, 5529. Disturbing Presence, again. Juggernaut, Loner, Mighty Blow, Prehensile Tail, Regeneration, and Sure Feet. So this is a weird player. I know we've spoken about Zolkath before. Um, I want to see a model. Oh, I do. I love so the bad. model that I think was probably Grebo Games. I think it was Creepo Games. Yeah, um, that's a real cool model. Mm. I just can't see you ever running this player. Disturbing, Disturbing Presence is cool. Juggernaut, I get. Juggernaut like, with you... Strength 5 is great, but without Frenzy, there's not a lot of point. I would say that I would take that over... Over Maple Highgrove? Yes. Uh, yeah, you can move around and do stuff. Um, you've got Mighty Blow on there. Strength 5, again, same. Regeneration. Better movement. Gonna... And sure feet. Prehensile tail is causing dodging issues for other teams. I think yeah. it's a better player. I think you're right, actually. You are right. However, they're they're not on top of the list at all. Oh, not in the slightest. Oh, such a cool idea, but it, it's the kind of player that you would be absolutely over the moon to get in some kind of random star player draft, or you know, you get Zolkath. You'd be like, I can make that work. That'd be great. What about in a against someone like the Dwarves? Uh, it's just a strength 5 dude you might as well have the tree man I mean I know you move it around but you're not really you moving around and grab you and still move it around yeah. Yeah. no it's difficult isn't it it is it's, it's, a, it's a middle piece I think it would do well and you know what getting them the ball and then having them run about with it is going to be real cool but mm. you lack a bit of mobility and you lack a bit of consistency with the punch but it is another option yeah and the last one is a war dancer, Kernoth Darkwald. 240k, uh, 7347, so slightly slower than a war dancer. It, basically, this guy is, is a feral wood elf. And he just, I was just looking yeah. at the, 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 yeah. the artwork for him. It's cool. It's very cool. Dodge, Frenzy, Jump Up, Leap, Loner, Wrestle. There's no block to go with that Frenzy. So, Frenzy Wrestle is very weird. He's got the leap, so he can jump in, and if he's knocked down on the ground from failing a leap or from being punched in the face, he can block straight from the ground with Frenzy, which Witch Hells are great for. Mm. They just, they just two plus, they make that block, and then they're blocking again with Frenzy, so you kind of get two blitzes yeah. with a jump up player. Or you can literally jump up and then seven spaces around. You've got dodge on edge four, so he can get around and do stuff, and if that doesn't work, you've got leap as well. And you've got Wrestle, and you know how much a 
fan I am of leap and wrestle yeah. as a combination. And he's a star player, so actually if he does get fouled to death, it doesn't matter. Not the end of the world at all. The real question is, 240, do you take him or do you take Jordel? Jordel. Jordel's leap, block, edge 5 for 260. This You'll guy... so much more. Frenzy wrestle, it... They are cool. I would love to run them both, but you are at 500k deficit. You know what? It would depend on what you're playing against. And that is the benefit of star players, unless you're in a tournament build. Yeah. So, if you're playing against something that's a little more punchy, your your feral war dancer is probably the better option. Jumping into the cage, two die uphill block, take the wrestle, down they go. Take the wrestle all day long. Uh, if you cage up properly, the good thing about Wood Elves is they're all they're all agile. So you can you're always making a one die block, basically with Wood Elves. Yeah. Frenzy is gonna screw you up in that situation. Yes, it will. But you've got wrestle to kinda get out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you the idea is you want to drag them down. So it's kinda better than strip ball, but it does leave you very vulnerable afterwards. But the good thing about Wood Elves is that you've got a lot of mobility so you can maximise on that opportunity of taking the ball out. So yeah. No, it's quite a cool player. I think that one would be good. So Jordel, Eldril, Kurnoth. Yep. Solid players. Glorial. <clears throat> great quarterback. Yep. If that's what you want to do with what else, which you can do. There's nothing, yeah, there's, there's no reason why you, you shouldn't or you can't. It's just no. from our... It's just not optimal. No. However, the, the this is the second time now that Games Workshop have released a spike with either positional changes or star players that um, that give you a different build. <clears throat> so they'll give you that option to look at things in a different way. And having a different build is, is fantastic, and that's the most important thing for me. And that's So I think they're great. I don't think they're going to change the meta, but you do now have a different... A couple of different Wood Elf teams to play. Yeah, you've got that option. You? I can now take the two tree man build to a tournament. <laughs> yes. Which is cool. I can now chuck in a, a psychotic third war dancer. Loop <laughs> in and wrestle things out. It, it's quite cool, and and they haven't made Wood Elves better, which I was worried about. No, they haven't. They are still every bit as good as they always were, but now you can do more stuff with them. Mm. And you know what? There will be times where you'll play a Wood Elf team and you'll be like, ah, right, Wood Elves, let's go. Oh, you're running two Treeman? This is cool. And a Spike? This is wicked. You're doing something different with Wood Elves. You're still going to win 2-1. Mm. But then you're winning 2-1 with a cool build that's a fun game. Yeah, and you're looking to... at it. You, you, you actually enjoyed the game as opposed to, oh, here we go, just want to get this done with. That said, however, I have never played a Wood Elf team in a tournament and not enjoyed the game. Even when I played them against my, my Ogres. I lost yeah, like yeah. 4-1 or 3-1 or something, but it was still great fun. Because, you know, it, it, that's just blood bowl and things go wrong and you capitalise and you murder things. And oh, yeah. Wood elves are very fragile. They are. If you catch them, they die. Yeah. <laughs> and they if they feel a bit more sturdy than pro elves, but probably because you've got less, you can afford less key positionals at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So pro elves, you're like, oh, that guy's out. Oh, no. No, I'm just everyone's alignment. Yeah. It's the same with wood elves, but the war dancers don't seem to die because they are bludge. And it just protects them. Yeah, it just protects them. So the only other thing to mention in the Spike magazine are some cool weather tables. Yeah, seasonal weather tables. So the spring, summer, autumn, and winter. Um, they are slightly different than the normal ones. And normally we'd read through stuff like this if it was another inducement or something. But there's so many options on here that it's not. But one thing I will say is if you are out there and you are planning a tournament, 
have a look at these. They'll give you some great inspiration. Because you can rub a couple of these and do an absolutely great job. It modifies it slightly, and it's really, really cool. I do believe that in my Tombstone tournament, I've got something akin to Howling Winds, and I've just read it here, and now everyone's going to think, oh, well, he yeah. pilfered that. Howling Winds in Tombstone moves everyone in the direction of a D8. It does. Yeah. This one just uh, does some other stuff. But that's quite cool. Um, one thing of note is that there were no additional inducements other than new star players. Um, so no extra mages, no wizards, no drinks, no nothing like that. And I'm a bit surprised we haven't seen any kind of um, wood elf wizard. And I think it's a bit of a shame. Or a tree. Just something. There's 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 a lot of there's a lot of justification for an elf mage for a wood elf wizard of some kind or another. Mm. And it could have been absolutely anything. And um and we haven't got one. And no. while that makes it easier for me to update our tournament, uh, not our tournament, to update our league rules, I'm a bit like, ah, oh, missed an opportunity there. There could have been lots of things we could have done. They could have yeah. done something with sprites, you know, like a, a swarm of spites is like an extra one, a distraction. Or, uh, mm. There could have been a lot of cool stuff they did, and they haven't. So I would like, I would really hope that at some other point they just come out with something different. Yeah, I, I don't know if they will. And I'm wondering whether it's because they know how strong that the wood elves actually are. Quite possibly. And what's the point in giving them an inducement which is going to cause them to be more power overpowered than they already are? Yeah. Yeah, I think quite possibly. Anyway, that does it for our coverage of wood elves. Yes. On to our star play. Yes, I thoroughly enjoyed speaking about wood elves. <laughs> it was wonderful. It's an important part of the Blood Bowl. It game. is an important part and it wouldn't be Blood Bowl without the wood elves. And... Games Workshop have done a pretty good release of this. I do love the um the sexy esque pixie on yeah, the front as well. It's quite funny. Which is it's quite funny. Wonderful and disgusting. It's not the <laughs> best. It's not the best spike. Um, the pitch is one of the best. Love it. The rules are pointless. Don't worry about those. The book is is good. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. I don't think it might be the worst, but that's only because all the other ones have been really, really, really good. Um, yeah, and the thing is, they they set a precedent. Yeah, and particularly you, when you're looking at the the likes of um the the new wizards and that type of thing. If this is the worst it gets, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic place to be. Yeah. Um, with all the inducements and things like that, I, I I almost would have preferred some kind of like here's the magic supplement with a load of wizards for your teams and things like that. That, that would have be been cool. quite cool. And that's how they used to do it back in the day, but actually. A trickling here and there of stuff it is still really interesting, and it changes up the meta ever so slightly every time. And I'm a big fan of that because change is terrifying, but also it does force a slightly different way to play, and I, I think that's very helpful for the game. I think it's a very good thing. Yeah, I really do think it's a very good thing. Right now, we better uh, pretend like we planned which star player to talk about. Okay, it's star player time. It's been a very vanilla episode so far. We've had a very vanilla team and some very vanilla topics. So we are going to go with the fairy theme. So Wood Elves, they've got all the spikes. We've got a new spike player, which is very cool. Um, they, they didn't have spike rules in there that they probably could have done, but, you know, that's all right. But what you do have, if you do want some kind of woodland fairy creature team, is Fumble Stunty League. We've spoken about it many times. We love it. Absolutely uh, love it. <laughs> absolutely. Some great teams in there. And one of them is the Albion Fae team. We're not going to cover the team itself. We'll do that on another episode because we can't help we ourselves. We can definitely... Oh, we need to do a regular segment on the stunties, on the secrets. Every now and again, I think oh. we should do more teams. One from each like we did last time. Yeah, yeah. done. We had Lewis on to do that, didn't we? 
We did. He went with Skinks. He did. Mm. So, surprisingly. the star player that we've chosen today is is another fairy. Is Willow the Wisp. It's a fantastic name for starters. Which is so cool. So, because this is Stunty League, uh, 115,000 star player. It does go in 5k increments at times. Yeah, which, uh, you know, fine. You know what, it's actually not that difficult to count no, up in France. Really. Uh, so, Willow the Wisp, 115,000. Movement 8, Strength 1, Edge 5, Armor 8. Okay, so... Plus one armor, uh, plus one agility. Yep. Minus one strength. Mm-hmm. Armor eight is pretty good. Armor eight is very good. So star player, so we've got loner. Yeah. And then, okay, here we go. Deep breath. <laughs> Disturbing presence, dodge, foul appearance, hypnotic gaze, no hands, regeneration, sidestep, stunty, titchy. So in reverse order, stunty and titchy. So straight off the bat, this dude is dodging anywhere on a two plus. Yes. I don't understand the point of Edge 5 when there's no hands and Stunty and Titchy. So Stunty Titchy dodges you everywhere on a 2 plus anyway. Doesn't have right stuff, so it can't be thrown. And you just, you just, it just seems a bit peculiar. You can throw. No. No, 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 no hands. What's the point of 5? I don't know. It seems a bit strange. Uh, I don't Fluff. think it actually matters. With that amount of skills, 115k is still a ton anyway. It's still like it's still it's still <laughs> it's not much, right? Yeah. Um, so stunty titchy. So everyone a two plus forever, and you have dodge to get that reroll mm. and movement eight. So this little dude is just flying around like <laughs> like Navi from the Legend of Zelda, <laughs> just rocking up and disturbing presence. It's wonderful. Means that this little thing is zipping around on two plus, just upsetting people. In a little zone, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Your favourite skills in their foul appearance, so if they want to punch this bright light, <laughs> this is a 2 plus, which I know I, I'm, I, I'm not a massive fan of foul appearance, but I was listening to a podcast or reading on a thread or something the other day, and they were like, yeah, but it's it's another die roll, and it's it's like it's as effective as block, if you think about it. It is, yeah. Because if you look at the way a dice is, one is a skull, two is both down. Mm. Having block means that a two becomes a just a neutral nothing. Foul appearance is exactly the same. Mm. Except on a two die block, it's you know, like block becomes more beneficial, less beneficial. Mm. If you've got dodge, it becomes more or less beneficial because you get multiple choices. This is just straight up on a two, on a one, it does nothing. Yeah. I like that. That's very cool. And it is shiny, so I get it. Yeah. Hypnotic gaze, again, fits Will of the Wisp perfectly, that, doesn't it? It's perfect, it really is. I mean, I'm sure everyone knows that Willow Wisp is historically these little balls of light that distract people in marshes and either lead them to safety or lead them to dying. If you ever played World of Warcraft? I haven't, no. But they are, they're little, they're blue. These little wisps with the elves. And they all fly around everywhere. Sometimes you've got to catch them, sometimes they're just around and about. But yeah, that's exactly what they are. Little faces on. So, okay, you've got sidestep as well. So if they do manage to punch you, they're going to get all the dice, but You've got foul appearance and you've got dodge and you've got armor eight, which is still quite good. And all right, if you go down, disturbing presence still works. You don't lose disturbing presence if you are knocked down. That is very cool, and you've got sidestep, so you're choosing where to go down. So yeah. you're still affecting that area. Armor eight is going to keep you fine, really. It really is. Really. So really weird player, and that's why we want to talk about it, is because it's just it's not a player. It's an it's an atmospheric effect. <laughs> But and you know what? That's fine. But that's an incredibly wonderful design. idea. It's a great design, isn't it? Yeah. 
So two plus everywhere, applying disturbing presence. You've got hypnotic gaze, which is quite cool. So you fly into a place, you distract that one dude. That's why Edge 5 is there for that's hypnotic cool. gauge. Yes. So you fly in, two plus to knock them out of their minds. And then even if they punch you back, you're moving around. And even if you go down, you're just minus one the ball everywhere. And 115, when you're running a stunty team, you know what? You guys are going to die. It's quite yeah. cool. You're down a player because at this point, this person is no longer a player. It no. will take out tackle zones, and it will—it's just a—it's just like a modifier. It's really interesting. Really, really interesting. Um, you'd have to be really careful getting a model for it because you don't really just want a ball of light. You kind of want you, a ball with a little a, with little wings on. You want flight stand. You want a um basically a, a snitch. A yeah, golden that's snitch. exactly where I was going. You yeah. want a golden snitch uh, on a flying stand. That's quite cool. I haven't seen that model, but I might see if we can get somebody three D design one of us, three D design one for us. Yeah, that's got to be easy enough, doesn't it? I would imagine so. I mean, just Ben too, if you're listening, we might have a job for you. <laughs> if you hadn't guessed, by the way, it was and, definitely uh, you we were talking yeah, to. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, well, Hobby Hermit might be able to print it for us. I think he would. That's quite cool. We'll a, we can have a chat around. Okay, we've got ourselves some more work to do. More work, although I reckon that Albion Fate team would actually be quite handy. Brownies, pixies, leprechauns, fen beasts. I love fen beasts. Look at the makeup. I know you said we're not going to talk about this, but yeah. the leprechauns have stripped ball. The pixies are hypnotic gaze. Because <laughs> they rob you. Because they rob the you. The pixies have got hypnotic gaze brownies. You know, I know that... brilliant. There is no team for this. And these guys are small. We could build this team. We could build this team. <laughs> we could build this team. Okay, anybody that's listening, <laughs> if you're interested in, in an Albion Bay team, let us know, because we might be able to talk to a few people and see if we can get one made. You know, I we think might, we could. We could do it. We could do it on a Kickstarter... You've got Chaos Halflings on at the moment, so the Stunty League teams are interesting. There are no Brownie Pixie Leprechaun models that are worthwhile, that I've seen. And we looked. No. Yeah, we did. The Mana Bowl Stunty Cup. Yeah, because we looked at all of these, literally all of them. I think, if, if, if you're out there and you're interested, let us know, because between us, Punga, Windsor Chog, uh, Hobby Hermit, we might, be able to, yeah. <laughs> we might be able to put something together. That would be amazing. Anyway, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you all ever so much for joining us and for playing with Wood Elves, which I know has hurt Rich entirely too deeply. This has just been difficult. And uh, <laughs> next week, dwarves. <laughs> that, that, is, that is not true. That is oh, not true. God, that, the, the cool thing is that um, Games Workshop have just released two teams in a very short, spirit, uh, short space of time, yeah. which means that we're probably not going to get another team now for another five months. I reckon we'll start right. hearing about it at Christmas time. Yeah, maybe out in November or actually out in December. November, ready for Christmas. Yeah, Lizardman. Yeah. So that means that we are back to a few months of we've got we've got a couple of tournaments going on, yeah. but by the time this airs, we've got a week to go before Sewer Bowl, and then we've got a few months off before the next tournament, and then yeah. that's it until next year. And then we got so which was three months, haven't we, for the next yeah. one? Which means we have then got a good few episodes where there's nothing going on. We can talk blood bowl nonsense again. Oh, I can't wait. So anybody out there that's got anything you particularly want us to talk about? Any ideas? Well, we've got loads of ideas. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a list on Facebook. Where we haven't even touched <laughs> some of them. <laughs> there is a list um, on Facebook. And we also want to review some of the other stuff. So we're gonna, we will do a Super Bowl after an actual report. Yes. Um, and depending on how our schedule work out for recording... I'd like to do it the week after Super Bowl and get it out that following Saturday. I can do it. Fabulous. 
So, um, yeah, and okay. then after that, we're into absolutely more Blood Bowl nonsense. I can't wait. So, yeah. Let us know if there's anything particularly you want to hear from. Otherwise, thanks for joining. Thank you for listening to us. And thank you for sticking around. Don't forget, two heads aren't always better than one. <laughs>